What's up, everybody? Season two, episode ten of the rivalry. Uh, we got a good, uh, good show tonight. We got um, a couple things to talk about with the NFL. Felt like it was a difficult week to uh, to say the least for our picks. Uh, we got to talk some Masters coming up tomorrow. So let's get right to it. All right, Kyle. So episode ten here, week ten of the NFL. Um, Tua and Miami. Let's just start right there, man. Like, so what I say last week, I said he didn't really have to do much for them to win that game. And I wanted to see him where he'd have to score with them and put up some points. And he looked good, man. Dude, I'm telling you, the Dolphins D is for real. Um, Dolphins might be for real. Maybe not this year, but. So I was listening to somebody say that, you know what? Like, it's not that having Tua and Fitzpatrick at quarterback. Because of the way that their defense plays. And I think we saw it that, you know what, Tua can score if need be. He can manage a game. I don't think he's going to make, you know, stupid decisions. Um, obviously, he's going to have some some, some type of, you know, rookie mistakes. But at the end of the day, yeah. I think he's doing a really good job of just managing that game. I don't know about you, but, like, I really think, I mean, where the Dolphins were two years ago to where they're at now, like, they're the most improved team, in my mind, of, of NFL right now. Sure. I, I would have to agree. Them and I'll tell you who else. Like, their record doesn't show up. But Carolina, like, I just like where they're heading with Teddy Bridgewater, too. I just think he's a good fit for them. And they get McCaffrey back. But anyway, back to Tua. Uh, yeah, like, Fitzpatrick, I don't want to take anything away from him because they were, what, 3-3 three and three and were playing well with him. And I think a lot of it was just that de- defense and, like, their offensive line's pretty good. And then you throw two in there, and we I think we all kind of thought maybe it wasn't the best idea to throw him in there against the Rams. But they were coming off a bye, extra time to get him ready. And it's just one of those things, like, we don't see two every day in practice. He could just be killing it, and it's just too hard to keep him out. You know what I mean? So, and if you think that your line is good enough to protect and you have this good defense – you don't want to wait and waste it. So um, my question to you, I was thinking about this watching those games because, like, you watch Tua kill it. Herbert's been killing it. Burrow on a crappy team but still looks good. You're starting your franchise tomorrow, and you can pick one of those three rookie quarterbacks. And I know the Alabama person inside you is going to say Tua, so just say it. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not going to lie, like, I mean, I've liked watching Herbert play. Um, I know you got him on your fantasy team, so you're real high on him. But, I mean, he he is like one and four or one and five in the games that he started. Yeah, but that's the Chargers. For well, I, and, and I get that. And I get that. So, so we got to take that record out. Like, I mean, Tua is playing with the best defense, and that's why they're winning games. Like, it's not like they're just absolutely, you know, throwing for 400 yards and putting up 40 points a game. Like, their defense is really good. So, I just think that – I think that Herbert is great. I think he's a really good prospect, and I think he's got – I think that team has some stuff to, to kind of figure out. But in terms of just managing the game, I have seen Herbert kind of uh, get a little um, loose in terms of just – a little gunslinger. Yeah, I mean, which, which I, don't, I don't mind. I'd rather you – I'd rather you throw downfield and – at least have some type of, you know, option to get past interference or create a big play. But sometimes you get an interception. I'm fine with that. But 
I just think that managing the game, Tua does a really good job of that in the, in, in the, in the minimal starts we've seen. Now, Joe Burrow, I think he's got a lot to stand on in terms of just what he's been able to do. I think it's the same thing that, you know, Bengals D isn't, isn't the best. Um, he's, he's got minimal resources. I mean, he's got some weapons, but not, you know, as much. Um, but you also look at Dolphins, like they're, they're down some people as well. So I don't think that they're fully healthy as well. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm picking Tua. I think he manages the game the best. I think that, you know, he's well taught in the, in, in the college aspects. And, um, oh God. and I think that, I think that overall, like people, people kind of gave him a little bit of flack for, you know, how mobile is he with his injury. And when we kind of saw that, you know what, he, he still can run still can make decisions. And when it comes to like making decisions, I'm not talking about like, you know, where to throw, what to do. It's like those split decisions where the pocket's collapsing and you need to either go right or left. I feel like he's just, his brain works faster and um, he's, he's pretty good at picking that up. So that's, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah. So after what I've seen so far, I'll take Herbert. Now I'm not saying you ask me at the end of the season, it wouldn't be Tua or Burrow. I think Burrow is just – it's hard because he just has such a bad team. And, like, he's getting hes getting hit a lot and running for his life. And, to me, he's got a little bit slighter body than, you know, for that situation. But it's just it, – had he be on – if he was on the Chargers or the Dolphins, we might be saying no-brainer, it's Burrow. And see, we just – he's making that Bengals team competitive, though. Yeah, I mean, so what do you – He's do doing you, a lot – what do, you want to, what do you want him to do? Go beat the Titans 31 20 I'm saying I'm giving him a compliment. Or sorry, saying, week eight. I'm giving him a compliment saying he's made them competitive at least and done a lot. It's just right now, like after from what I've seen from Herbert, is I really like him. He's got a huge arm, big body, not afraid to sling it a little bit. And he, you know, for the most part, I just think he's played really well. You're right. They haven't really won games, but I, that I mean, that's just like Chargers are notorious for just losing games. That's just what they do. So I'll take Herbert right now. Like I said, ask me in three weeks, and it may change with those three. I think all three of them are going to be good NFL quarterbacks. So like it was a good draft for quarterbacks. I think so. I would. That's agree. where I'm at on that. But all right, man. Let's um, let's just hint. I won't even make you talk about it a lot. But like, what the hell happened with the Bucks, dude? Dude, I have no idea. So, I mean, there's been a lot of skepticism on just kind of like the play calling. And, and I'll agree. I mean, like, if you have the first five drives and you're going three and out, like, figure figure out something to do. I mean, you have to create a spark. Like, are you going to establish a run or are you just going to pass? Because obviously the, they knew that you were going to pass and they were already on that. So you got to run the ball. Um if, if, if I'm drive three and I haven't had a first down yet, like throw some mixed plays in there, like throw a trick play, do something different. I just don't know why they didn't do anything. And in my mind, it just kind of lulled out to the point where the saints just ended up, you know, scoring three times, four times in a row. And then this game was out of reach and nobody cared. Yeah. And I don't think that they established like what they wanted to do. I think their game plan was just that, you know what? We know the Saints are going to come out. They're going to throw the ball. So we're going to try to just, you know, kind of come out here and nickel and dime. I don't think Tom Brady really, like, put any type of, um, you know, emphasis on first downs. I think he was just kind of 
lollygagging it around to be completely honest. Yeah, I don't, I don't he didn't what. have a very good game, I didn't think. Which, which you know, we, we also got to think that, you know, the Saints D is underrated in my opinion. Like, I, I've been, you know, I've been critical on their offense with Drew Brees and, you know, kind of, oh, he's getting old, he's doing whatever. But, I mean, their defense still, like, they they can play. They can play. They've got a defense that, that is behind them. They got Drew Brees still, you know, throwing it. And Camaro's probably the best receiving running back in the league. I mean, that guy is so quick, and he just makes plays. Yeah, he, he's legit. But how many third and threes were we going to see Brady try and throw that quick little four yard out to Gronk and, like, throw it? two feet in front of like Gronk is not like that's the play that they would run in New England notoriously to Edelman or when they had Welker that would get you a first down every time because those those two guys were short and quick but could get a little bit of separation on that like Gronk ain't he was getting no separation on that making that window super tight he's not leaning over to the ground and making shoelace catches and stuff like they must have thrown that pass like three times that game on third down and didn't complete one of them and then they're punting and it's just—it almost seemed like Arians went to New England on him, and that's just—that's not what's worked for them so far this year. At and, some point, at some point, I almost said, just start going for it on fourth down. Fuck it. I mean, if you're going to allow them, like they're going to score no matter what, because your defense is absolutely shit. So you might as well just keep the offense on the field. Like, who cares? You know, we already know the outcome. So, like, yeah. keep it going. And I just um, wanted them to switch it up a little bit, like that Gronk play. <laughs> Like that but, little but at, three the end of, at the end of the day, I think that like really where where that comes to is that you know what like not every team is going to be a hundred percent consistent every week and like that's what I think we're seeing and I'm trying to like wrap my head around it is that this is a professional league they're all contenders and it's got to be daunting to to go week in and week out playing these you know teams so you're going to have a bad week and I think that's what we saw at the Buccaneers I'm not. I'm not putting too much on it. Um, you know, I still think they're, you know, playoff potential for sure. Um, you know, Super Bowl contenders for sure. But at the end of the day, that would, that would frustrate me because also you lost them first game. So you haven't been able to beat the saints yet. So when you come into getting ranked, if it's me, I'm putting the saints over the Buccaneers every single time because they're two and oh. Yeah, that's what that's where it hurts the most, I think, for them is getting swept in the division. Because now, you know, tiebreaker in the playoffs, it puts you either it puts you in the wild card or on the road, you know, potentially, versus the Saints being the home team, and you just never want to see that. And but yeah, I'll chalk it up to a bad game. I mean, obviously, like I mean, are you, are you are you like are you concerned about the Bucks? Because like no, I'm not, not yet, you know not mean? after one game, no. I'm not because, um, and I, think I mean, they that, did lose think, to the Bears. Well, so I think what really, <laughs> what really I think was established with the Buccaneers was how handedly they beat the Packers. And I think the Packers are a well-rounded organization right now, and that's what really kind of put them on the map, in my opinion. In my opinion, now did they lose to the Bears? Yes, it was by one point. You know, the Bears got lucky; they did whatever, but. You want to so now you bring a you bring a great topic that I've been waiting on this whole podcast to talk about. So the fact that the Bears are sitting here getting so <laughs> disrespected, I mean they are a they are an underdog to the Minnesota Vikings. I I mean, know, it's and sick. I didn't even pick it's them. so sick. 
And like that's what I'm saying is that you know what the Bears are the Bears, and I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna give that game mindset to me. But um, yeah, I, I think mean, they're coming on strong, man. Tough team hitting on all cylinders right now. Oh yeah, Dalvin Cook scoring four touchdowns a game, like Jesus Christ, all time. Yeah, just take out his knee, Jesus. I so, mean, that's that's all we got to do. Yeah, I'm not concerned with the Bucks. I mean, obviously, you don't want to. And I'll tell you what, I bet the Bucks hard this coming week, though. Like, Tom Brady is not losing two games in a row, especially after losing one like that. Well, and I mean, you know, the way that they lost it, too. I mean, it was just absolute. It was an like, ass whooping. Domination. It was an ass whooping, yeah. So, and, and the crazy thing is, is that the U.S. was on the Bucks like 65%, yeah. something like that. Everybody on NBC, all the analysts picked the Bucks to win that game. Like it was just the uh, Saints. I mean, yeah, it's just those games are tough when you're talking about a team like the Saints because even if on a year where they're maybe not playing their best football, like it's Drew Brees, like, it's Kamara, Michael Thomas was back. Like I almost feel like those quarterbacks, like that are veterans, like that. It's like you know, boomer bust. They don't really care because they know how good they are. So it's like, am I going to have a really good game or am I going to have like a you know decent game? And I feel like. Drew Brees was hitting everybody. Yeah. I mean, they had like 12 receivers catch passes. I mean, that guy played his ass off. So, like, I will give props to Drew Brees and the Saints. Like I said, their defense is legit. I think that that's probably the most underrated portion of their uh, their uh, their team. But, um, yeah, I mean, we don't have to spend much time on that. One thing I did want to bring up um, is <laughs> – so I told you, man, those Steelers, those Steelers are absolutely overrated right now. And they barely beat the Cowboys. Like the Cowboys are absolute dirt. Barely beat them. Like whoa, the Cowboys, whoa, whoa. Cowboys were literally winning the entire game. So I'm Cowboys just saying. Cowboys found something in the quarterback there. Get, get out of he here. He was like the best quarterback get, in the AFL. Finally getting a chance. Get out of here. I mean, like, we'll see in this next week, but I'm going to tell you right now that – You can't sit here and that, tell me that the Steelers that, are overrated. They beat the Ravens. Um, they beat the they Titans. They snuck by, snuck by the Titans. They should have made that field teams. goal. They're undefeated. They should have made that field goal. I'm just saying that right, well, the Steelers' time is coming. We'll see. And, like, the fact that they – The fact that they had that much trouble with the Cowboys is absolutely ridiculous. Bad game. Every no, I'm, team. Not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that you can't have a bad game, but at the same and time, they, the problem is their bad game they win still. Bucks have a bad game and lose to the Bears. Well, they played the Saints versus the fucking the Cowboys. I'm talking about the Bears. <laughs> All right, we'll get off the Bears. The Bears are absolute <laughs> right, garbage. So let's recap last week as far as the leaderboard goes. It was a tough week to pick games. Apparently, so the fan picks were Chiefs. Minus 10.5 versus the Panthers. We know how that went. Panthers covered easy. Giants plus three at Washington. Giants won outright. Seattle minus three at Buffalo. Buffalo looked good. We didn't even talk about that game. Buffalo may be coming back to life. Uh, They won. Broncos plus three and a half at Atlanta. Atlanta covered and won. Dolphins plus three and a half at Arizona. Dolphins obviously won that game. Bonus game was Saints plus four and a half at the Bucks, which obviously the Saints covered and won. But anyway, me and you were the only two people that had a positive week. 
in picks. Well, we both it's went a good, three and it's, two. It, it's a good thing we didn't have to pick the pan picks. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we picked a couple of those games, but we did. But... Hey, we did. We did. We were heavy on the the uh, underdog Giants, baby. Yeah, that was an easy upset pick, I thought. So, um, Danny Dimes. But yeah, so the top five in the leaderboard is me at twenty nine and sixteen. Melissa went two and three, still kept her top fan percentage at sixteen and ten. Kyle, you stepped up to number three on the leaderboard. 26 and 19, Shane Albert, 24 and 19, and Eric Arsenault, best decision you made yet to not even pick games last week to stay at 17 and 14. So we have a tie for most correct picks because we are going to do the most picks right at 29 with Harry and Corey J. Both have 29 correctly picked games. Their percentage just keeps them out of the top five at the time being. Bottom three. Booer at 2020. I took out Travis Davis this last time you're getting mentioned on here, unless I start getting some picks from you, but you're out of the thing for now. Booer at 20 and 20, Jacob 26 and 25, and Clayton at 24 and 22 as our bottom three. So, with that being said, Kyle, let's do our picks. Boom. So, I'll start. I'm going to go upset pick. There was a few I thought this week that I liked for upset picks, but I'll do the one that's basically a plus minus one pick them game. I'll take the Titans. You're so gay. I hate this. Versus the Colts. That's what you picked too, isn't it? Yeah, we have to start like figuring this out. No, that's part of it. Yeah, I had the Titans over the Colts. Yeah, I mean, it's a plus one game, so it's just – Titans to win that game, basically, you hope. But, uh, well, so I almost I almost took the Bills over the Cardinals. I did, too. I said, I go, I go, if you're going to give me plus one or plus two, I'm going to have to take plus one. Yeah. I, this week, I, th- I thought there was a few, possibly, that, like, one of my pick one of my spread games is an upset that I think will win outright, but I will take the points anyway. But anyway, um, so you took that as your upset, too. My lock, I Wait, had... That, you know, hey, you know what is weak sauce and it better be in your picks but if you didn't take the bears plus two and a half I over did. the vikings i'm scared of that game no man. hey hey you were just on booer and those guys about you have to be a bears fan no matter what the reason that you didn't take the bears as an underdog is an absolute joke mike for all the fans you're a piece dude that's ridiculous I'm a you bears have fan, but i can you still have, be scared of that game no, you have – hey, if you want the Bears, you have to take the Bears as your underdog. I'll take the Bears this week as my underdog if you take the Patriots. I'm not taking the Patriots. Aren't you a I'm Patriots a fan? <laughs> I'm a Bucks fan. Oh, that's not fair. I'm just staying away from the Bears game, man. I'm anyway, a Bucks fan. my lock, I had – I had the Ravens minus seven at New England. I crossed it out because it just scared me just a little bit. The Ravens still scare me just a – Inch, but I put, I'll take the Packers as my lock minus 12 and a half um, versus Jacksonville. Cool. Hey, we have the same two picks. I mean, great. that was the, great. That's really the only big spread game this week. No, I'm going to tell you right now. I I bet against the Jags at all times. Yeah, that I've too. already told you that. Even though they played better last week with a with that other quarterback, Luton or whatever. However, you say yeah, that DJ Chark getting in the fantasy world. Let's go. So, 
All right, uh, first pick, spread pick for me. I'll take the Seahawks plus two at the Rams. I think they're only an underdog because they're on the road. I think the Seahawks win that game. So I took Seahawks plus two at Rams. Who you got? I like that pick. Um, I'm going to go Bucks minus five versus Panthers. I feel like Tom Brady's got some hard, 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 uh, you know, practice going on this week, and I feel like he's revved up, ready to go. So I wouldn't be, you know, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see that game two touchdowns. I took so that game Bucks. also. So I took Tampa Bay minus five at Panthers. Yeah, I mean, oh cool, they, they win by at least a touchdown. So cool, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I can't help it, man. There's three games that we've picked the same. Who's your second uh, spread pick? Ravens minus seven over the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots know who they are. Yeah, I don't either. The Patriots just aren't very good, but it's just one of those that just it screams a Belichick game to me. The him doing something that will keep the Ravens offense in check, and maybe that's a close game. So I didn't like minus seven. I had it as my lock and then switched it to the Packers. But uh yeah, I, I stayed away from that game. So there's one chance for you to get one on me. My last spread game that I'm not super confident in is I took Vegas minus four and a half versus the Broncos. Broncos are such a I roll know. of the dice for me, man. Like it seems like every single time we're we're, we're in the witching hour on uh, red zone, and basically the, the the Broncos are down. You know, 21, they've scored two touchdowns in the fourth. It's a one-point – or it's a one-possession game. Hey, They're what's the name of the Broncos like, quarterback? Drew Locke, yeah, baby. I got, got it. it. Yeah. And, you know, the only reason why I have that is because I needed a quarterback in one of my <laughs> leagues. And I was like, hey, he's a gunslinger. Like, we'll get him up. And he actually got, like, 45 points. So, I'm, like, in on him now. <laughs> but – so my last one is the Godforsaken Steelers versus the Bengals. I'm giving up six and a half points. I feel good about it. I don't think the Bengals are as good as everybody's giving them credit for. Um, so I'm taking the Steelers minus six and a half versus the Bengals. Yeah, I almost took that game as well. But I'm telling you, man, look, Joe Burrow and the Bengals scare me just enough to not want to pick that game that they could make that game close. So um, You've always been scared, though. I know. I'm a scaredy cat. So, all right, what? Uh, there's our picks. I'm going – we're both going Titans and Packers for our upset and locks. Both took Tampa Bay minus five. I took Seahawks plus two at the Rams in Vegas, minus four and a half versus the Broncos. Kyle took Ravens minus seven at New England and Steelers minus six and a half against the Bengals. Um, so there's our picks for week 10. All right, Kyle, you got the uh, fan picks ready? Yeah, so I feel like this is a um, another difficult week, unfortunately, for the fans. <laughs> so there's a lot of just like, I feel like, roll the dice games up in the air um so the first first game we've got uh shout out coach bows we've got the texans plus three and a half versus the browns minus three and a half i really don't know what like i don't know what the texans are i really don't and then i don't know what the browns are right but like if you're gonna if you're gonna give 
me plus three and a half on Deshaun Watson versus Baker Mayfield. Like, I'm probably going to give my points to Deshaun Watson, and I'm going to take him. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a really good – like, the only thing that sucks, I wish, I wish that game was just plus three. But since it's plus three and a half, that's why I would take the Texans because I think it would be a field goal game. Yeah, that game would be a really – I feel like that'll be a very good game to watch on TV if yeah. you can get it. There's a yep. few of those this week. So Yep. And then um so so we've got that game. We've got the Bucks minus five versus Panthers. We talked about that. Um, like I said, I think that Tom Brady's gonna be pissed off. So I think that'll be a pretty good pretty good game for the for the Bucks. Um this was one that I stayed away from. Bills plus two versus Cardinals minus two. I'm gonna tell you right now. I enjoy like so one of the best games that I've watched this year has been the Cardinals versus the Dolphins. I thought that was a great That's game a good to watch. Game. But this one's I gonna just, be good too, I think. Yeah, I just don't know who the Cardinals like I don't know if the Cardinals had the defense to stop the you know Bills from scoring. And I know they have the offense to outscore the Bills. So it's like that I almost took it as my underdog because like you're giving me the Bills plus two. Slam the ah. over in that game. Well, the over will be hit. Yes, <laughs> Hammer the but, over. But, yeah, so Bills plus two versus Cardinals minus two. Uh, your boy, your boy uh, Herbert, Chargers plus two and a half versus the Dolphins minus two and a half. Like, that is a that is the epitome of Vegas right there. Like, yeah, we're not going to give you a field goal, but we're just going to do minus two and a half yeah. on the Dolphins. Like, Herbert who are they, what Tua. they do? Herbert versus six. Tua. So I think that that'll be a really good game. If I were to pick, I would pick the Dolphins. That one hits the over too. There's a lot of. Uh, over I don't games. think. I don't think that. I don't yeah, think that hits the over. It's I don't think that hits that over. Like Forty-eight and a half or something like that. I was looking at. I put a parlay together that had like four overs in it. It's a over week, boys. Parlay Jerry over here. Hit the um, overs this week hard. Texans Browns. It's another over. All right, so last game on the regular sheet here is Seahawks plus two. Versus Rams minus two. This game, so I will tell you right now. I mean, like, I'm a huge Seahawks, Russell Wilson fan. Like, they can score 30 points against anybody. But I don't know who the Rams are. Rams can either score 16 or they can score 42. It just doesn't, like, there's yeah, no in-between. I agree. Game. I like the Seahawks in that game, though. I'm just telling you. Yeah, so so Seahawks plus two versus Rams minus two. I think that's going to be a good game. Uh, bonus game. This is the big one, Mike. So you didn't even put it in your in your Bears, baby. You, you don't even trust. Why do you them? always put the Bears like, as the bonus game? These poor because fans. because because you know what? You don't even trust your own team. So I Vikings don't. minus two and a half first Bears plus two and a half. I'm going to tell you right now, the Bears are the worst team to watch play football. I would rather watch any other team play football than I would the Bears because I'm going to tell you right now. You don't the like third and sevens. I hate it. I hate it 100%. Hey, you know why? Because if you're trying to bet the Bears in-game, guess what? That thing's locked from second down to the time that they punt. Yeah. Can't bet anything. So if I'm trying to bet them, it's like, oh, they already punted. Now it's like minus nine and a half if you're going to bet the fucking uh, other team. So the Bears are absolutely terrible, and I cannot get over that. Yeah, it's tough. But I feel like we're about to get hot. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I, I. I. So, Mike, I we'll want beat the Vikings. To, we'll no, beat I want. I want to bet you. I think the Bears will have a losing record this year. Bet. 
How much you want? 20. Friendly right. 20. 20 bucks. The Bears have a losing record this right. season. Deal. So I mean, it's just been horrible. It's been absolutely horrible to watch. And all I, right, we're five I've tried four, to, I've tried to give it to benefit of doubt. I've tried to give it the benefit of doubt, but like it's just it's really it's really hard to watch. Five and four, we're through the tough part of the schedule. So we haven't played the Packers yet. But let's uh there's there's the fan picks. Texans plus three and a half versus the Browns, Bucks minus five at Panthers, Bills plus two versus the Cardinals, Chargers. Plus two and a half versus the Dolphins in Seattle. Plus two at the Rams. Trap bet. Bonus game. Bears plus two and a half against the Vikings. Garbage. Bet the under on that game because boy, yeah, oh boy, do the probably Bears will be not the score. But they'll st- they'll stop Dalvin Cook though. Don't you worry. That's fine. So, all right, That's Kyle. Fine. Let's do. Uh, let's run through our Power Fives. This was this was the toughest week for me. To do a power five, put a power five together. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through mine first. Okay. Chiefs, Steelers, Ravens, Seahawks, Packers. Chiefs, Steelers. I'm writing Ravens, these down. You gotta go slower for me. Ravens. Seahawks, Packers. Seahawks, and here's 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 Packers. where I'm at. Here's Ugh. where I'm at with it. Here's where I'm at with it. I feel like the Chiefs have the best coach slash quarterback in the league. I feel like they win games that they're not supposed to. They lose. They don't lose games that they're not supposed to. Very consistent. That's that's why I think the Chiefs are number one. I feel like Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson would argue with you. Oh, really? Because they just lost to the uh, Bills by like. Bills are good. Games. Get the fuck out of here. Anyways, so Steelers, Steelers. I think that they underestimated the Cowboys. I'm going to give them that. They won the game. They're still undefeated, so that's why they're number two. Um, I think they could get beat, and I think they could go down. But um, Ravens beat a good Colts team. Um, I think that their defense is really good. Um, so that's why I have them three. Seahawks, I think their offense is really good. So I, I put the Ravens above the Seahawks because they're defense and offensive teams. And I just don't feel like the offensive teams have enough to stand on when it comes to the playoffs. So I think if you put the Ravens versus the Seahawks, you're probably going to have the Ravens in a in a um, favorite for that game. So that's why the Ravens, Seahawks, and then Packers, I'm sorry, but the Bucks. like after that loss, it's just really hard for me. And like, I, I was, I was back and forth with the Packers and the Bucks. Um, you were back and the, forth with the Packers and the Bucks. Yeah. So I think the Packers for me is like, I think that they have a really good offense, but they also have a really good defense and they can't stop the run at all. Their defense is garbage. <laughs> No, no. They get no, run no. over every game. No, 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 no. They'll be fine. But they're they they've had less blowouts than the Bucks. They've had so, each so had the one. Bucks the Bucks beat the Packers by you know twenty eight points. But at the same time, that's probably the only game that they've been blown out. How many games has the Bucks been blown out? Just the one. Uh no, they got beat by the Bears. Um, and then they're only the other two losses are both to the Saints, and the Week One game was close. No, so, yeah, they, they're five and three. No, I, 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 I but the first that. week was against the Saints was a close game. It wasn't like a blowout. I, I I'm totally understand. I agree. So it was a nine point game. Saints won. Second week, you're looking at. Buccaneers beat the Panthers by two two touchdowns. Third week, 
All right, well, let, we're not going to go they through the, the Broncos schedule. Let me go through my Power Five here, and then we'll I'll get into why. Barely beat the Chargers, <laughs> lost to the Bears. I mean, I I can go on and on and on, but I think the Packers only have like one really bad loss, and that's to the Buccaneers. That's so that, that's, that's where I'm at. They lost to the Vikings. Did you forget that? They almost came back. They but just played a terrible they game. Got they got blown out by back. the Bucks and then lost to the Vikings. The, oh, like the Bears are about to do by like 40? I'm just saying, but if your argument is Packers and Bucks, the Bucks have lost to the Saints twice and the Bears by one point on a Thursday night game. So anyway, okay. mine top four teams are the same as yours, except I'll switch. I have Pittsburgh one, Chiefs two. I moved the Ravens up too. We we had the Ravens sneak into our power fives last week. They beat a good Colts team. I agree that they're on the up. Seattle lost, but they lost to a good Bills. Like, nobody's saying the Bills are bad and in a high-scoring game. And then my fifth team is the Saints. So, and it's not just because of the blowout, even though that does help me a little bit. But look here. Pittsburgh's 8-0, Chiefs 8-1, and and then you have six teams that are 6-2. and Okay? Ravens, Seahawks, Saints is who I put in there. Bills, Packers, Titans, all with two losses. Okay. If you were to if you were to see a game, if you had to bet just the winner, Saints versus the Packers, who would you pick? I take the Saints. I take the Packers. Okay. And you have them in your as number five. I take the Saints to beat the Bills, and I take the Saints to beat the Titans. I just I trust Breeze. Now the Packers I would trust Aaron Rodgers too, but I just think that the Saints are a more complete team than the Packers. Is why I have them at number five. But I put the Bills, Packers, and Titans as my honorable mentions. All two lost. Those are the only other two lost teams. But I think like the Saints lost those two games, and we kind of dropped them out of consideration. And now they're now they're uh, kind of climbing back into it. I think for me, so I have them as number five. Yeah, I think I mean I, I think that's fair. I I mean I think that we need to see we need to see the Packers, Saints, Bucks, Bills, Titans collectively figure out who they are. Right. And that's that's kind of the fifth the fifth one. I feel like there's four top teams, which is Chiefs, Steelers, Ravens, Seahawks. I feel like those are the top four, and then you have you know your your scattered uh, the rest. So. Yeah, we'll I'll, I'll tell you what I'm. Re- well, who I was ready to put after the Seahawks losing, the Bucks losing, I was ready to put the Cardinals in my top five, and then they go and lose to Miami. But that's what I'm saying is we don't know who we I don't know. know who the Dolphins are. It's I wild. agree. So all right, man. That's let's, why I'm uh, staying away from any. I'm staying away from any bet versus the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, I'll stay away. I agree. I agree because you don't know week to week what you're gonna get. But that's enough NFL, man. Because guess what? It's Masters Week. Let's go, baby. So we've got- a tradition unlike any other. I mean, I'm telling you right now that it's weird that it's in November, but like doesn't matter. To me, it's Masters. To me, it's the best week of the year. It's the Masters. So I agree. I love the Masters. It's like so. I love. I, I'm a golfer. Okay, I play a lot of golf. I love to. I love golf. But as a fan that watches golf, I only watch the you know Ryder Cup the president's cup and the majors and like the PGA, which is basically the fifth major. Like I watch the big tournaments. 
I don't watch, you know, if it's on TV and I'm home and I'm hungover on a Saturday morning and the third round of the Fet of the John Deere is on, I'll watch some of it, but I'm not watching that, you know, those tournaments all the time. But the Masters is just different, man. Like that Sunday of the Masters is like, don't bother me. I'm watching, especially if it's a good leaderboard, which usually the Masters is pretty good. So you sent me the idea. Let's pick 10 bets. Uh, We were looking at FanDuel and the odds. I didn't write down the odds of my guys, but I picked nine guys that, you know, if I had to put, if I had to bet on nine guys to win, no matter the odds, these would be the nine guys. And then I did look at the odds and pick a, I called it a wild card of a plus, you know, a really high odds guy that pay out good if he won. So, Kyle, you're watching a commercial during our podcast or what? Sorry, I was pulling up the odds <laughs> so I could help you. I got you. Uh, so, and then you you picked nine guys and a you know a wild card as well. So, uh, I'll start, or if you want to start, you tell me. I mean, I think you know who my first two guys are, and the first. Yeah. So, so let's just so so what I'll <laughs> what I'll do is uh, you you run through your list. I'll say where they're at in terms of the odds for for that team. You can write them down. And then I'll I'll tell you mine. So you go through your ten. I'll tell you where they're at in terms of the odds. Okay. Uh, number one, I have the Shambo, and he's plus eight hundred. I know that much. Absolute idiot. Yes, he is plus eight hundred. We got Kyle and... going on this earlier because some of us are starting to come around on the DeShambo fan bandwagon, and I'm one of those people. I wish he didn't wear that hat, but everything else I'm okay with. I'll take the Shambo. He... He plays slow. He plays slow. Nobody he likes sped him on up tour. His play. He's he's plays slow. He doesn't. Nobody likes him on tour, and he's the idiot. He's an absolute. He thinks he is so much smarter than everybody else. And People like do the way like that he carries him himself, tour. they're coming the, around. Who does? Who does? Uh, every time you listen to, like Tiger was just talking about Deshambo the other day about how the work he's put in and what he's done with his body and and optimizing can't, can't his deny, driver. Can't can't deny the fact that he can hit the ball. You know, a okay. ton. Anyway, we won't. Let's not get hung up on Deshambo here. The downs. I had him. I know. I'm sorry. And uh, okay, so number plus eight hundred. Number two for me is my favorite golfer, Tony Finau. He's going to get a major. Finau plus three thousand. Good odds. Yep, love it. Good odds. Hell yeah, I'm about to put a bet on him. Uh, John Rom. I mean, obviously he's killing the course right now. So I'll take Rom. John Rom plus a thousand. Okay. Justin Thomas. Plus twelve hundred. Good spot. Rory. Thirteen hundred. Jason Day. Four thousand. I like that pick though. I think he, he can he can play well at that course. Ricky. He's got to get one at some point too. Sixty five hundred of really good odds. Spieth. Seven thousand. Don't like that pick. I know you don't, but man, I'm just telling you, like it I know, just takes I know. one weekend for him to get hot, and he can be the best yeah, player just, out he's there. Too, he's too mental. He's too oh yeah, mental. he could not make the cut, and I wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, number nine. I mean, it's hard to like. I didn't take Brooks just to get under your skin, because obviously everybody knows he's probably going to play well. But I also couldn't do this. I couldn't pick nine golfers and not pick DJ. Dustin is 800. Yeah, he's right there with the Shambo. 
And then my wife- I just think I think that I think that if you get a Dustin Johnson playing really well and on um, on point with his game, I think he's really hard to he beat. Is. But you could say that with a lot of golfers. Brooks Kepka yeah, playing at the but, top of his but game is hard no, to beat. So I think Dustin Johnson's a, com- a completely different beast because I mean that guy just can go out and get birdies. It's sick. I, I honestly think Dustin Johnson at his best beats a lot of people on this on this field. Just the thing with him always, and especially in majors, is can he close it? I know he, he likes to tell you he's won a lot of tournaments, and yeah, you have, but you haven't won a lot of majors. So well, you haven't closed a lot of majors. right, right. So you haven't closed. You've been you've been up there with the opportunity to, and then haven't. So Correct. I agree with that. But all right, who's your who's your Who's your if you have five dollars and you're just trying to get? I already a did big this bet. bet made in. the bet today, five bucks to win seventeen hundred, ladies and gentlemen. Graham McDowell, the Irishman. Get out what of here! What are you here. talking about? That's these... such a bad okay, bet. When you're talking about plus thirty five thousand, there aren't many guys down there that I have know. won a major. He's one I of know. them. I know, I know, but that's such a trap that it's just like five bucks. You ought to just light that on fire. Okay, well, whatever. Name me a better plus thirty-five thousand pick. Well, there's no, there's no good plus thirty-five thousand <laughs> exactly. pick, which is why they're plus thirty-five thousand pick, Mike. Okay, but that was understand. the point. I thought we were doing a plus. Sorry, you took the plus. You did plus ten thousand or something, or just barely over that, probably. My last one is eighteen thousand. Okay, so you're barely half of what I did. Sorry, folks. You'll have to just bet ten dollars to get eighteen hundred dollars. Sorry. Yeah, you will. Jesus you'll have to Christ! Leave. You'll have to light ten dollars on fire instead of five. All right. So, can I get into mine? Like actual, actual players here. Did I not name nine actual players? Uh, you start with the Shambo, and that really just put me <laughs> okay. in the wrong, wrong okay, well, Tiger at? Uh, he's at 4200 and that's probably the easiest money that you'll ever make. Okay, Tiger plus 4200 got it. Uh, DJ plus 800 Rom plus 1000 Oh, man, it's almost like I didn't say these golfers. Brooks, 1800 Get out of here with Brooks. Cantlay, 2500 Cantlay, oh, major. Hey, Finau, three thousand. Oh, you betting on Finau? Love that. I, love, I, I like Tony. Tony's a uh, stud. Matt Wolf, thirty-eight hundred. I think that's a great bet. Yeah, he's. I like Matt Wolf, but man, do I hate that freaking approach or that like. No, dude, it, it, he's streak, he's streaky, but like I love I love somebody like that. It's like Jason Duffers and Wagnall. What was he Waggle. plus thirty-five hundred? Plus thirty-eight hundred. Thirty-eight hundred. Uh, we got. Fairway Jesus, Tommy Fleetwood. I knew you'd take Fleetwood. Uh, we got Ricky, 6,500. And then my last one is Gary Woodland at 18,000. I think that's a really good pick. He won the U.S. Open two years ago, primed, played Augusta really well. Um, he's a long ball hitter, which I think you have to be. He also has a good short game. So that's, that's one of the things that I would say is, like, you put – Ten dollars on that, you win eighteen hundred bucks. Like that's not something that I'm like, you know, super upset about putting ten bucks on. What you? What were the odds on Fleetwood? Tommy Fleetwood is forty five hundred. Forty five hundred. Okay, there you got it, folks. 
I, man, Patrick Cantlay, I just don't like his name, I think. Maybe it has a lot to do yeah, with but, it. Yeah, but, but I mean, if you watch him play, like, the guy's so solid. He hits the ball so far. He's very good putter. Young guy. Fiery guy. Um, Another guy that neither one of us named that seems to be up there in a lot of these majors, at least at the leaderboard, that's going to break through is uh, Shoffley. Yeah, so I had I had Xander Shoffley um, – in my like preliminary, but what I think that he has a problem with is he has a problem with starting slow. He's always playing from behind, so he's always trying to play catch up. Right, he's moving up the leaderboard on Saturday. Correct. He'll he'll be he'll be two shots out of the lead, and that's where he'll finish. And so he's always playing from behind, and that's what I hate about him. Like he, there's been rarely times where it's been like Xander's up five, you know, on on the field. That just doesn't happen, and so. For me, that was just you know a wild bet that I'm just not going to take. I it, it, you're looking at Xander at 1500 or Brooks at 1800. I'm going to take Brooks at 1800 all day. Right. I'd love to see Finau get a major here. Love to see he's due, dude. I he's due. He plays. He plays Augusta really well. Um, he if you remember last year, he was man, in, he was on in one Tigers. Ankle. Yeah, he was in Tigers. Uh, last group. Um. He he just needs to get the putter hot. If he can get the putter hot, yeah, he's usually in a good spot. And I lo- I'd love to see. I mean, talk about being due. Like, love to see Ricky get a major, get one here would be cool. Spieth, I'm telling you, man, Spieth. Like, maybe this is just what he needed was to uh, get back to a familiar course where he's had success. Of course, he's had success at a lot of them, obviously, but like, he- he'll get it done. So I. I- I wouldn't be surprised if Spieth has a good weekend too. Mike Spieth's not going to make the cut. Yeah, maybe not. But and Rory, Rory's the other one would love to see get the green jacket. I know you're not a big well, Rory so, fan. I feel like so. I don't mind Rory. I don't mind Rory. Kyle but is I taking a leak, by the way, in case anybody's wondering or what that sound is. But I can just tell that that's what he's doing while he's while we're that's podcasting. Wild. So that's so wild that you hear it, but. Uh, well, you, you got me talking about Rory, so I figured I'd take a leak on that. <laughs> but um, no, I, I feel like Rory is a great player. I just don't know that the Masters is. I mean, it's kind of like a fucking um, Phil with the U.S. Open. Like it just doesn't happen for him. And I think that the tournament, the the way that the course is set up, you have to be complete around the greens. And like, if there's one person that has been complete around the greens, that's Rory McIlroy. Like he can bomb the ball 350 but when it comes to making a six footer i just don't trust him and he's never had you know a like he, he blows leads he's blown a lead at the uh, at the masters but yeah i mean i i would i would 100 percent put more money on justin thomas than i would roy mcelroy now i'm not saying that i would put more money on justin thomas beating roy mcelroy um playing golf like on every tournament but at this course, I'll take Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas is just like, to me, and I don't watch as much golf probably as you, but it seems like to me, Justin Thomas might be the most consistent golfer. Maybe DJ, but. So Justin Thomas gets the most birdies. That is his whole game is he gets the most birdies of like most. Terms. Like, is there, a, ter- is there now, a major where he's not in the top 15? Like, well, because 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 here's the thing is that like he might have he might have six bogeys, but 
he'll come in with like eight birdies yeah. and he'll shoot two under. You know what I mean? But most guys are like, damn, I had six bogeys and two birdies and I shot four over. Like, not for him. Like, that guy's just so streaky. It's up and down all the time. He's a grinder. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that he'll he'll have a good shot, but I just didn't pick him because I just don't I don't know that he's I don't know that he's ready for a major right now. Okay. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like honestly, John Rom John Rom is, is my hot. most <laughs> most most confident pick. I feel like he has been so close, played such good golf that man, he's He's due for a really good tournament. Um, I like him. I think that Bryson DeChambeau has way too much hype going around on him. Like, yeah, it's cool to watch him, you know, hit the ball 360 yards or whatever. But at the same time, like, the guy is an absolute dish. <laughs> dish. And uh, the fact that the fact that people think that he actually is like a contender. I mean, he's won the U.S. Open this year. Like, that's great. But that is great. What have you done? What have you done late? Like, what have you done at this tournament? Like, yeah, you won the U.S. Open. That's great. But like, I'm just saying, he hasn't been this Bryson I mean, yet at this tournament. Well, he just keeps on putting pounds. I mean, sooner or later, he's going to be a little like wrecking ball and. We might as well just put him on the pro circuit doing long drives, and then he could probably make more money than he would in the uh, PGA Make Tour. more money than winning U.S. Opens? Doubt that. One time. One that's time. That's all it takes. So. That's it. All right, that's man. It. I mean, I guess if you're good at just winning one time, you're good. What do you think about Tiger? Is he going to, like, realistically, can he yeah, do this I think, with this field? Um. Yeah, I think – I mean, I think that he's got the knowledge. I think he's got the will. I think he's got um, a lot of things trending up, so he hasn't played too much. Uh, I think he's healthy, which is good. And if it's a healthy Tiger Woods going into Augusta, I, I, I'd like his chances. Um, I think I think what, what we'll see is if he shoots under par the first round, he'll be in it in, in, in on Sunday. So if he doesn't – Probably be out, but if he if he shoots under par the first round, be on the lookout. So crazy stat of the day was, uh, did you see the Jack Nicholas stat with Tiger? What major would this be? Eighteen. This would be 16. sixteen or eighteen is what he's getting trying to get to. But yeah, so yeah, Jack won his sixteenth major twenty three years after his first when he was ranked thirty third in the world. That's exactly what this major would be for Tiger. Isn't that? I but mean, isn't it crazy how it works? How it runs out like that? My my big thing. My big thing is that if you want to talk about, if you want to talk about just like amazing sports stories, like what we saw in two thousand nineteen won't be beat. But if you were to follow that up with another championship back to back, which he has done at the Masters. I mean, and it would tie Jack for six green jackets. Um, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't write a better story. So it's just too tough a task, like said, man, with this field. Well, well, so back what to I, back. Like I said, what I think is that you know what nobody's played Augusta in, in November, so I think there's a, a different type of uh, atmosphere that we're going to see. No fans. Um, the course plays different. It's going to be a little bit harder. Um, and I think overall, 
most of these guys are going to lean on their course knowledge. And if somebody has more course knowledge than Tiger Woods, like, let me know. But, I mean, that guy knows his way around Augusta. So, I think I think he does well. I think he's in there on Sunday. Um, but, you know, Brooks is playing well. And he played well last year. Um, DJ's been playing well. John Rahm, like I said. I mean, there's so many – there's so many good people in the field that yeah, it's it's a it's a tough tough task in front of him, but forty two hundred dollars. Like, <laughs> I'll put a hundred dollars down and see what's up. Oh my! So all right, well we'll see. Uh, I'm excited for for Masters Week. I'll be definitely at work following the first two rounds on my phone and stuff like that, and then be ready to watch this weekend. So I just hope they get good weather and. You know, the like the only thing I hate about golf tournaments is, you know, weather can affect it so much as far as whether you go off in the morning and then the afternoon the next day and um but hopefully they just get good weather all weekend and it's and it's a good tournament. So Yeah, I mean I, I think that what I've what I've seen is it's decent weather for the weekend. Um I think we'll be all right in terms of just the weather itself, but like I said, I think I think what you're going to see with most uh, most of these golfers is how they come out. I think that having a major in November is super different. So I think that their games usually peak in the middle of summer. So I'll be interested to see kind of like how how everybody's like positioned themselves. I mean, Tiger's taking a lot of t- time off. Um, Dustin's played a lot. John Rahm's played a lot most of these guys have played a lot. I mean, Brooks has been hurt. He just played, you know, one of his first tournaments a week ago, did well. But yeah. I just – I mean, that that's what I think is going to be the most interesting is, like, how these guys respond to a major in, in November. Sure. So, All right, well, let's get out of here, man. That was some good uh, Masters talk. Get your picks in, guys. Uh, leaderboard is – very fluid and uh, look forward to seeing everybody's picks. If you haven't made picks, I'm talking to you, Eric Arsenal. You need to get those in. I'm not going to let you sit around there at 17 and 14 all year. So get your picks in guys. And uh, Kyle, you got anything to finish with? No, just, uh, I mean, Mike Vick, Mike Vick's got a couple picks on his website, Eric, if you want to go to. So. <laughs> so yeah, him and, or maybe, Get with your boy Mike Bibby and get a couple, uh, get some ticket yeah. advice. So. <laughs> you guys get, you guys get on the uh, table and, and talk some shop. So, all right. Well, uh, if you are just listening to this podcast, be on the lookout for another one we're putting out same day. Good stuff with uh, Coach Justin Bozar. So, check that out as well. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.